0: All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Preeminent Producer Podcast. In this episode is part one of a two-part series where we are asking the coaches uh, different questions that have been submitted. So it's more of a Q&A style. Uh, the coaches get into a bunch of very cool topics and always, as always, offer some great nuggets of gold. So sit back, relax, get a pen and paper, and let's dive in.
1: Are you a commercial insurance producer struggling to stand out from the competition? Do you find it challenging to grow your book of business and create a fulfilling career? If so, then welcome to the Preeminent Producer Podcast. Each week, we'll be tackling important topics, sharing proven strategies and insights from successful producers that are in the trenches and have traveled the journey to becoming a preeminent producer. You'll discover what it really takes to become preeminent and build your book of business in a way that isn't being taught anywhere else. Our hosts are experts in the field and have built thriving businesses by becoming the most trusted advisor to their clients. Welcome to your journey to becoming a preeminent producer. Let's dive in.
0: All right. First question, what motivated you to become a coach for commercial insurance producers? uh, And how did you get started in this field?
2: Okay, I'll jump in real quick. Uh, Let's start with the second part of your question first. Uh, that's easy. Uh, I got started in this field like a lot of people, somewhat unintentionally. Uh, I was graduating school with a very useful degree in political science. And I had worked for a couple of years. Oh, I was getting married in two months, engagedly married. I had worked for a couple of years as a telemarketer. Uh, for a couple commercial insurance, regional commercial insurance agencies in Southern California. And I didn't know where else to go. So I asked one of the producers, hey, how do I get into this? And he said, go be an underwriter for a couple of years and then you can come back and be a producer. And so that's what I did. That's how I got into it. It was kind of almost by default, if you will. Uh, so now fast forward roughly 40 years later, uh, what's motivated me to become a coach. And I think I speak for, The other guys here too, I'm sure. I love doing this, love coaching. Um, What motivated me was the recognition that this industry is rife with mediocrity. And we would all, three of us, love to see this industry in general up its game and work at a higher, more professional
3: level. And we want to help people do that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, 30 years ago, I started in this business and um, I had it on both sides of my family. So uh, I tell people, I jokingly tell people I was kind of in trouble up the creek on both sides. But in any event, um, I wanted to become a uh, coach to be able to help our uh, industry become better. I agree that we uh, in our industry are rife with mediocrity, and I want to impart upon others what I've learned so that they don't necessarily need to make the same mistakes I've made, and they can fast forward their career in a very short time.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said, Matt. I mean, I got into this industry. Uh, my dad had a little personalized insurance agency in Iowa, so after college, I went there temporarily till I could find a real job and a real career. Uh, ended up moving out to Arizona, leaving the family behind, uh, the family business behind. Mm. And uh, to seek my fame and fortune here. Started an agency, loved it. And and the rest is kind of history. We we joke all the time that nobody sets their side out to become an insurance agent. We all kind of just gravitate to this or mutate to it. Maybe is a better word. But yeah, it's kind of my story.
2: And let me just add to that, dovetailing off the last thing you said there, Rick. And I think we've all talked about this before. Yeah, nobody intends to get into this typically, but it is such a great career. The opportunities are endless. It's fascinating work. It really is. And, uh, and lots of rewards, not just monetary.
0: Yes. Yeah. Very good. All right. In your experience, what is the key traits and habits of highly successful commercial insurance producers?
2: Boy, there's a handful of them. You know, I don't know, Christian. Do you have it? Yeah, <laughs> you've probably hired more people than I have. Yeah. Have-
3: well? I, I mean, I think a, a a successful producer has got to have several e traits built into them. And 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 one, I think first and foremost is a desire to be the best. And that, and and let that propel you to never giving up. And the reason why I say that is because try as we might, and, and we implement all the things we talk about, and we have great success. There's no one who's immune to failure. and when you lose that account, it hurts. I don't care if it's a if it's a current client or a prospect, it hurts. And I think you know to be a, to be a successful producer, you got to say, okay, you know what? things happen for a reason. I got to move on to the next one and pick yourself up. you know you can you, you should be able to as we talk about debrief that session and you know what happens so you can improve, but then quickly move on. You cannot be stuck on uh, the fact that maybe you lost an account or something went wrong. I think you have to have, uh, I know you have to have grit and desire. You need to be highly motivated to be successful. And in my opinion, success is chasing perfection. Um, Maybe Mm. never getting there, but just chasing it. Mm.
2: Yeah, that's really good. You know, and you know, I mean, I've hired several producers over the years and have had some succeed and some fail. And I almost feel like there's some kind of almost intangible personality quality or something that's not always, for me, it has not always been easy to predict or to ascertain when I'm interviewing, you know, a new producer. Uh, in a book that we recently made available, The New Producer's Handbook, I, I we talk in there about, a story of three producers that I hired all in a certain short period of time. And, you know, and the successes and failures of those one out of three succeeded. But interestingly, that one producer that succeeded the new producer had no insurance background, no sales background. He only had a blue collar. He came out of the construction industry. That was his background. But I guess the one intangible, if I think about that, he had is kind of what you were saying there, Christian. He, he would just never give up. And boy, he did. You were talking about, you know, we get rolled, we lose accounts, whatever. He, he never let that bother him. Somehow it just was like water rolling off a duck's back and he just got onto the next deal. You know, so uh, I don't know it's, it's hard to define. Yeah,
3: I think you also have to have some uh, some traits of, of creativity uh, to to out think, outsmart, out, 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 create your competition. And, and a lot of what we talk about um are ways to, you know, jumpstart your career, but also differentiate you right out of the gate. And yeah. and, you know, you have to be looking at that because unfortunately, I think unsuccessful producers mm-hmm. also fall into the category of they're just the same. And you know, they may write an account here or there. Um, but you know, if there's no differentiation, um it's really difficult. And, and that's something we talk about and teach. So yes.
2: Yeah, that's absolutely right. And you know, uh one of the reasons we love doing this coaching program is all, all of us has commented at one time or another. When we were starting out, we would have loved to have had this access mm-hmm. to three guys that are not necessarily five beta kappas, but they've been successful. They've been, <laughs> you know, they've been doing this <laughs> right. They've been doing this for a lot of years. Would have loved to have. Have yeah. had access to that. I know I sh- I've shared my personal story before that I had the absolute worst mentor and training in my first yeah. insurance agency job. But, you know, that was valuable too. It showed me, you know, some things not to do. But the differentiation, yeah, th- th- that is really, really key to have valuable, meaningful differentiation. That, but that's just one of the many things we get into in, the, mm-hmm. in this program.
4: I think coaching is something that we all agree is invaluable. It, it really is. But coaching, is something that that has not been available to a lot of people for a long time. Hmm. I mean, there's there's no on there was no online coaching for a very long time in this industry. It is now available to you. So your agency may not buy into it, the agency principal, but you as a producer can find online coaching. You can join our group. You can have fun. You can learn about the industry. I think one of the other things is hard work, but it doesn't look like hard work. So when you come into an agency and you see a very successful producer and he or she is going out to lunch they're playing golf on Friday afternoon or Wednesday morning they're doing all of this fun stuff you you see that person in the height of their career and you didn't see the first 5 years of their existence where they worked they had that grit which i think is passionate persistence they had all of that stuff going for them you just see them you enter the agency 5 or 10 years later and it's like wow, this is simple. This is really easy. And it's not easy. It's very hard work that you need to commit yourself to and and commit yourself to the career. Then it becomes a lot easier down the road.
3: Yeah. And, and we're in the game. I mean, that's what's really interesting about the three of us is we're, we're, we're still in the game. We're still yeah. playing. We're still, you know, we're a player coach here. Yeah, um, that's true. And so, you know, I, I we say it a lot. I mean, probably if, if someone's having difficulty, we've had similar difficulties. If they, you know, messed up on something, not, we've probably already done that. But the objective is for us to fast forward our industry and really get us to a point where we are respected um, higher than probably even where we are now. But, but you know, they're, they're, this industry is so good. And I know we've been talking about that, that I think it's been a protected industry Rick. And that's why there hasn't been a whole lot of training is, you know, it's, you can make a hell of a career and it's solid. It's consistent. Anyone needs it. I mean, sure. We get paid commission. We may lose an account here. We may gain an account here, but overall when you become preeminent as an, as an insurance producer, I mean the fluctuation in interest rates the fluctuation in the stock market, it doesn't affect you. It doesn't affect you. This is a secret business in which you can be incredibly successful As Matt says, it may not be five Beta Kappa. Oh, boy, that's for sure. You know, I was just having this
4: conversation with, with somebody here in our office this morning. And that is, there may not be great leadership in insurance agencies, medium to small insurance agencies, because the principal of that agency probably has the largest book of business. And that's how they became the principal of the agency. That doesn't make you the best leader of people. It makes you a really good producer. And maybe that's where you should stay. But if you're in an agency where it's a medium to small agency, you don't have dedicated leadership, you've got some poor man or woman who's running the shop and running their book of business and doing all this kind of stuff, you need to you need to understand that and you need to seek your own personal way to become successful in spite of them. Now try to work with them hand in hand, let them know what you're doing, let them know you believe in coaching, and that only could help you, but the entire agency. Um, but recognize the fact that. They may have never considered coaching in their career. It was not available to them in their career. And it just can make an enormous amount of difference. Very
0: good. All right. So I'm I'm gonna, for the sake of, of moving on to other questions, I'm gonna, I'm gonna interrupt you. Uh that's that's key for we ramble on. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. The code for we ramble on. This is not rapid fire, that's for sure. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, so next question. This was submitted by uh, kind of more of a, a newbie. It says, I'm new and I seem to be losing confidence during the first meeting when it comes to differentiating myself. I think the prospect can tell and or see that. Any recommendations?
3: Mm. Well, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go but, ahead, Matt.
2: Okay, I'll make it quick. I'll try to make it quick, guys. You know, I've advocated for a long time, we all have, that you have to have differentiation. It has to be meaningful differentiation. I think, and we've all been where this gentleman or or lady, uh, you know, is at. What I did early on, and I would recommend this for every producer, really for overall agencies, but for every producer, is take the time to think about what you're doing. You've got to have meaningful differentiation. And if you don't have it, create it, but figure out what makes you different. There's three easy things. We're going to be talking about this in an upcoming meeting. Three easy things that every producer needs. They need a unique selling, a USP, unique selling proposition. They need to be able to articulate that. They need what's commonly called a 90-second elevator pitch. You know, when they have somebody's attention for just a minute, minute and a half to be able to describe their differentiation and and intrigue that person. And then, and we did this recently, uh, Rick, I think you kind of led that discussion on developing a compelling story because people like stories. So those are three things that you need. You better have them. They better be good. They better all be compelling. And then you rehearse those and practice those nothing for me personally uh, nothing instills more confidence than having practiced what I'm going to say, whether it's a presentation to a big group or to a, whatever. And so I, I know what's coming next I know where I'm going that gets rid of all the nerves.
3: Yeah yeah I, I know we dive into this uh, in minutiae, you know in, in a lot in our, in, our up, in the podcast but I mean there are certain steps. Matt, you're you're spot on with that. Um, I think any agency can absolutely figure out their differentiation, but they have to be willing to, you know, I call it getting in the war room and whiteboarding and and just taking a a marker and just throwing on the board all of what you think you do differently and better than the competition. Keep tearing that apart to where you, you really have, wow, my agency does this better than anyone else in our area. And that could be maybe you focus on a certain industry. I, I don't know, but we talk about that. We get into that and we can help with that. And and that 90 second elevator speech, you know, that's gotta be crisp and to the point and emotional and engage the emotion of the of the receiver. We talk about that. And then lastly, practicing, that is so, so important. You know, the best athletes become the best best athletes by practicing. And we talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um I would suggest practicing, too, with someone outside of your office, yes, your spouse or significant other, okay? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily some, you know, definitely, you know, you have confidentiality agreements, I'm sure, but, you know, run it by them and say, look, pretend that you're an insurance buyer and go through your, you know, your compelling story, your differentiation and practice that. And then lastly, I would also recommend in practicing you can also do it in your own office. Hopefully, you have an office or a place you can close the door, record yourself, put a mirror up. You know, you got to tear it apart uh, so you don't get rolled when you're out there and get what we've all been get very nervous and clam up, and then blah 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 blah. blah and next thing you know, you've lost that opportunity.
4: Yeah, I think practicing is a great idea. I I know, and pra- I did practice in front of my wife uh, once, and she listened to it intently. It was very nice, and she said. Really, our family's future relies on that sales pitch because it sucks. You know, so we got a divorce a little bit later than that. And I married a much better woman a second time around who <laughs> thinks I'm really cool. But honestly, uh, and by the way, with coaching, you can have fun. Honestly, uh, I think what Matt and, and Christian have said is exactly right. Be a Boy Scout, be prepared. You go out. Do your homework before you go see someone, never ask, tell me about your company, know about their company, know about their industry and ask good questions. Get them talking rather than you, your elevator pitch right away. You've got to engage them. And after that, you need to ask great questions, be prepared, know their industry, know their
3: company. And get away from, get away from being focused on the sale. Don't go at it as I got to get the sale. I need the sale because people see through that. They do go at it like you're a professional and you're talking to this person to earn an opportunity to do business with them. And through your differentiation, you bring them a solution to their problem. And again, we talk about that and how to know those problems in advance, as Rick says. Mm -hmm. Don't sell. And
4: you're not there to sell insurance on the first meeting. You're there to create a relationship. I'm not going to sell them anything on this first meeting unless they say I hate my current broker and you have a BOR with you. The idea of that first meeting is to get the second meeting to interview them to interview each other would this be could this be a good fit going down the road. Don't worry about your sales pitch, worry about creating a relationship.
2: What one last comment on the subject getting back to that original question be prepared to answer the question if that prospect asks you why should I go with you? how are you different than other brokers? you know what makes you really different? why should I pick you is, because you know a lot of these prospects they view brokers as a dime a dozen you know and, and so just really be prepared to answer that question. and something we talk about in other courses is developing the right set of mindsets and one of those mindsets is hey I've developed all this differentiation I really am valuable. And I think that this particular prospect will be worse off without me as their broker. So you got to have that mindset, but you got to have something to back that up, and be prepared to answer that question.
4: But right. go to your agency principal, ask them what makes our agency different. Go to your best salesperson in the agency, what makes our our agency different? Mm-hmm. They may or may not have good answers for you. If they do, great, you can steal some of those and make them your own. But ask around, get help, recruit. You know. Go to your most successful producer in the agency. Yeah. What sets you apart? Because Matt, you're exactly right. They may ask you that question literally, but in their mind, every time you show up in front of somebody to sell them any product in the, the eyes and ears of the prospect is why should I buy this widget from you? Right. Very yeah.
0: good. Absolutely. Okay. Next question. If a person responsible for making the decision is unavailable for the initial meeting, (laughs) suggest suggests that you meet with the next person in line. Should you proceed with that scheduled meeting? All right, guys, we're going to stop it right there. Stay tuned for part two as we will finish the series of questions. But again, as always, I want to stress the importance of implementing what you learn. If you don't implement, you're not going to see the results. And if you enjoyed what you've heard so far and would like to get coached by these guys even more, check us out at ThePreeminentProducer.com. Again, ThePreeminentProducer.com to find out more about how you can learn more from these coaches. All right, until next time, guys, we'll see you in the next episode of The Preeminent Producer Podcast.
1: Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of The Preeminent Producer Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Preeminent Producer Podcast.